Yeah, and, and once again, I think you, you're reading off my notes here. Um, being a part of the Hangman Free with Adam Pearce, BJ Whitmer and Brent Albright, do you have any like, favourite matches, moments or well, road it, stories you might want to share? It was always a running joke that there were four of us, but it was called the Hangman Three. So it's the Hangman Three featuring <laughs> Shane Hagedorn, the Hangman Three featuring Shane Hagedorn, also appearing Shane Hagedorn. <laughs> And um, it was, uh, it was just, it, 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 so I think prior to, prior to me, uh, Gabe aligning me with Pierce, mm -hmm. um, and especially in the early stages of my career, like me and Davey Andrews as a tag team essentially wanted to be what the American Wolf would become. In 2004, what we wanted to be was what the American Wolves were in 2010. Yeah. Uh, and like I pictured myself much more uh, of wanting to be, um, for, I don't know, for lack of a better descriptor, I would say a strong style heel, because <laughs> uh, that's what I enjoyed. I enjoyed mm -hmm. watching like the Noah at this time. You know, pro wrestling Noah was on a huge uh, upswing right yeah. on the best like Kenta and Marfuji in particular and um, I was a huge fan of Suas and it started getting you know also seeing some of the Dragon Gate stuff mm -hmm. um, and you know getting into because we had a lot of it's a nice thing working in the office is uh, the kind folks at like Puro DVD Source or Puro Resu DVD would, would trade uh, their stuff for Ring of Honor DVDs and so Gabe would want to see this stuff too. So he would just say, you know, send them whatever they want and just get whatever you want. But these are the things I want, like specific stuff that he wanted to see. Yeah. So I would get, you know, I would get random <clears throat> Dragon Gate shows or uh, Diamond Ring shows, Noah shows, All Japan. I have like a stack of like 92, 93 All Japan TV uh, for like the entire, those entire like two years. And mm -hmm. um, that was, and that was the the style I wanted to do. To do. Uh, <laughs> infamously to, to those of us, uh, ripped off Kenta on Final Battle 2005. I <laughs> ripped off one of his moves on a dark match. I had been doing it for quite a while, but I hmm. on the same show that he was debuting for Ring of Honor, I'm doing Kenta's moves on a dark match. Yeah. Just one of the, you know, it's the one where he, like, you know, just kind of back kicks the dude in the face while they're laying on the ground. Yeah. It's part yeah. of my offense. It wasn't like I was doing a go to sleep or a Busakai knee uh, on the on the dark match, but yeah. um, regardless, just remember getting getting ribbed for that one. He ripped off Kenta <laughs> at his debut show. All right. So then once I got aligned um, with Pierce, I. Kind of, I had to become like this old school, traditional heel is what Gabe wanted me to do. And mm -hmm. it's contrary to what I wanted to do, but I just, you know, that's what I'm being asked to do. So that's what I'm going to do. And um, I had a lot of fun with that, like, time frame. Um, I mean, there's uh, the, 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 what was it? The, I think it may have ended up in, it was in a video wire. I think it was a video wire. Or if it was a backstage promo, I'm not sure. Um, of them shaving my head. Uh, because <laughs> I had a, I had a I had somehow messed up shaving my own head and it really <laughs> like irritated. 
irritated Roderick Strong that day. At that point in his life, everything anybody else that irritated Roddy. And uh, <laughs> so I agreed um, for the sake of I was going to do it. Anyway. It was one of those like, I'm going to cut my hair after this weekend anyway. So whatever, have fun. Like here, use the clippers, shave my head. Um, so they shaved it into a, they just kept calling it a fryer tuck. So just <laughs> all the only hair I had was right here, like in a circle, uh, like a horseshoe above my ears. And it's in a promo and it's just me like staring at the camera, try, trying to do my best. Uh, I'm like private pile from Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> and, and it's Pierce just, you know, shaving my head and, uh, then it turned into this thing where Roger kept wanting to shave my head again. <laughs> like, no. That was a one-time thing for this promo because I was going to cut my hair anyway. You're not shaving my head again just to amuse yourself. Not happening. Yeah. Um, but that was fun. Uh, getting to be ringside for what I think uh, to this day is one of like the hidden gems of Ring of Honor's catalog, uh, the NWA title match that uh, Pearson Albright had in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just an amazing match. Uh, even though, you know, a few months prior to that, Albright almost killed me. Um, <laughs> I, I wish I would through laziness and sloppiness, and that is why he's earned the nickname of Captain Safety. Uh, <laughs> he's supposed to give me like a awesome bomb type thing over the top rope yeah, and through a table and mm-hmm. instead of tossing me he just dropped me <laughs> and my feet hit the top rope and caused me to moonsault and the only thing that prevented me from tombstoning the concrete floor of the Hammerstein ballroom was a table. My head caught just enough of the edge of the table to stop me yes. from coming down straight uh, straight you know, vertically and and getting tombstones on the concrete. Uh, right. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, that was. Uh, and that's that. That's that. That was. That was. Uh, I didn't even realize how bad it was until I saw it on tape. And then uh, it's actually on the. It's on YouTube. Uh, one of the side. Few years later, side project um, that Delirious did, um, called Pro Wrestling Respect. Um, okay. Uh, the the. Uh, his name was Eric Santa Maria. He um he was like our in-house editor. Okay. And, and he would put together a lot of the video wires. He actually did the first uh, Wrestling Road Diaries. Yeah. For Cabana. Mm-hmm. Um, he put together like pipe videos for everybody who was on the Respect roster. And he used that clip on my personal uh, Pro Wrestling Respect <laughs> type video. So look it up. It's on there. Just look up Pro Wrestling Respect Shane Hagador. And you can see uh, Brent Albright almost kill me. Um <laughs> That's one of the not so good moments of the Hangman 3D portion. <laughs> but that um, that match from New York, amazing. And then, you know, it ended up leading into getting to work with the Sweet and Sour Inc. Mm-hmm. And stop reading my notes, Shane. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> I guess, you know, it's all that practice I have doing, uh, I'm going to get my first cheat plug in here, doing my honorable mention podcast <laughs> every Tuesday. So it took him 55 oh. minutes to do a cheap plug. Oh, that's yeah. impressive. That yeah. is impressive. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Um, you've got <laughs> but, a fantastic memory for a wrestler, I tell you. Most of well, them don't know the what funny they did thing yesterday. Is, I remember what I did. I don't ever remember when. I have a hard time remembering when. Oh, okay. You know, because so, like, part of that, I think, is we go to the same venue so many times. Like, I remember this happened. I just don't remember which time. 
You know, it's like I, I know yeah. I was in New York when this happened. I don't remember whether it was May of 2007 or 2008, but you know, I remember what happened, just not when. Uh, Alex Payne is my that's 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 what I have him for. I've kept him around in my life for a decade because of that. <laughs> he he remembers all the stuff that I can't. Yeah. Like, I joke with him that he'd be a better host sometimes for the podcast because he actually remembers things in more detail than I do. <laughs> uh, he just, he fills in the gaps for me. Um, but it it didn't say that he has him since I'm reading your notes. But yeah, the Hangman three transitioning into being part of this sweet and sour ink stuff. Um, mm. Yeah, that was now be a little a little sad, but. Um, mm. So ha- I know happy at the same time because it's happy memories because getting to work with Larry Sweeney. Um, yeah, one of a kind. He was uh, incredible, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just uh, you just watching, uh, going back and watching. Um, the older shows for my podcast or the honorable mention podcast, which we go through and we watch for the most part, we try to stick to shows that I was involved with. Sometimes we watched a few of the shows after I, I, I was done with ring of honor and some of the stuff from before I came in. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when we watch the stuff that, that Sweeney is on and involved with, it's just, it's just so talented mm-hmm. yep. and just, Getting to do, like, I did a road trip down to uh, Full Impact Pro in Florida with him. Well, and just me and his, so I had a point during the drive where it was just me and him awake and everybody else was asleep in the back of the van and just like, talking to him and about music and religion and finding out that he went to the same high school as one of my best friends, um, just graduated a year after her uh, in Chicago, Nutrier, the name of the school where... Um, the Breakfast Club movie, they, the, the the library scenes in the Breakfast Club are from that school. Okay. Um, and just uh, just getting to know him and talking to him and watching him work. And uh, it's just, he was yeah so insanely talented. And, and when I worked Chikara, he was part of a like 10-man tag I did. That was like the second match I had in Chikara. And he just stood out so much from that world because he was so different from, you know, the the lucha esque promotion and the he was over the top but in a different way than anything else that that was there and just always such a, a standout and you know it's it's been said a million times about him since he passed away that he'd be a millionaire you know, over and over mm. again. Um, in this, in the wrestling landscape as it, it is in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. He was uh, born 20 years too soon, wasn't it? Or too late, sorry. Yeah. 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 Um, but then, and then with all that, the, you know, the rest of it too, it's like, then I got to work with, with, with Tank Toland, who's awesomely under free. It was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, got to, I got paid to beat up Bobby Dempsey, which is fun. <laughs> got to work with with Hero, Cassius Ono, yeah. and Claudio Castagnoli, Cesaro, and Sarah Del Rey, who is amazing. And like she had come in 
her first show was the same show as when I won the top of the class trophy. Like officially, she came in for that Destiny event, and yeah. and getting to work with with Davy Richards through that, and Eddie Edwards, who I had first met when I was still training um, before he went to the Noah Dojo and was just a chubby kid with the braids that mm-hmm. he since now wears again in the impact <laughs> the same kind of similar look he's going um, full circle but eddie you know eddie just eddie being one of like the most uh, supremely talented wrestlers he's just and just a good dude in general mm-hmm. yeah. um and yay god who else was in there uh, <laughs> everyone <laughs> yeah it's it's it was it was it was just it was such a great group yeah, um, to, to to work with, and then you know it, it kind of I guess I don't know having that kind of made up for the fact that I was not you know I ended up because of you know injuries and booking changes and whatnot I wasn't really wrestling so much anymore in Ring of Honor. Yeah. Um, come like God. <sighs> Um, Glory Honor 8. Uh, the arena in Philly. Yeah. Um, fractured my shoulder. Jeez. And, uh, that was, like, the last match I had. Uh, and that was still under Gabe. Yeah, because that was, that was the show where I found out. Where I was told that, um, Gabe was, you know, being like, go, uh, so I, yeah, I fractured my shoulder that night, and so that was the last match I had for Ring of Honor, and that was September of 2008 until Final Battle 2010. Oh, wow. And it's just manager stuff um, mm-hmm. after that point. Still reading my notes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've we've gone past the the hour. Well, according to my Skype, we have mm-hmm. we haven't had a. Um, a I still got. I got. I still got time. Oh, we got ten seconds according to my phone. Oh. So we've got, we got to make sure we use them correctly. Yeah, I, I've still got a few uh, things to talk about. That's okay, Shane. Yeah, yeah, yeah so I, got, I got some time for you to head out. I appreciate that. Okay. Oh. Um, yeah, uh, ju- just going back to Larry Sweeney a second. Uh, imagine, like, the uh, performance center learning, like, promo techniques from him. I know. It would be incredible, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, just him in that in that role as like a teacher to people. Yeah, to, just, yeah it'd be amazing. It just, I think I, I'm excited because um one of the shows we're doing upcoming involves like him and it's we did I can I can't remember for the life of me if it ever made air. Maybe it did as a video wire. Like we did a, a whole promo with him and Ric Flair together. Uh, <laughs> and I can't. I think it made like video wire. Made it. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing that again because I haven't seen that in a decade, probably. Yeah. Um, so, like, sweet and sour ink. Uh, do you have like top moments or matches of your, you know, your association with the group? Um. I mean, the moments. It was a lot of it. It was almost. It was very little like in ring, and we had a lot, a lot of fun. With the Bobby Dempsey stuff, yeah, just getting creative with those promos and the the, the the sort of segments we would do, like 
you know, putting Bobby in the ice bath at the one. It was one of the <laughs> it was one of the Boston area buildings of the seven hundred different Boston area buildings we ran, and uh, <laughs> like ducking him in the ice bath or with for the brief time when Seidel was part of the group and they like yeah. made Bobby their the essentially the horse of their chariot and he had to pull <laughs> them around like on a track or uh, in uh, in uh, the Edison New Jersey building they had a, a steam room. Mm-hmm. And did a a sequence of like putting Bobby in the steam room, and then yeah. his brother Derek had uh, quit wrestling in September of 2006. Okay, and so just as a joke, we put Bobby in the steam room, and Derek, who uh, was half of Bobby's size, is who came <laughs> out of it, and the hero and Sweeney like selling it uh, about Bobby, you know, Derek coming out of the steam room, or was it just hero? I can't remember time frame of when it happened if it was um but it just you know the and then just the reaction of everybody oh my god bobby look how much weight you lost being in the steam room and then bobby comes out hey bud <laughs> and it's derek who was in the steam the whole time it was, just, it was a lot of fun yeah and that was i think the thing with the sweet and sour and in particular when it would kind of um dwindle down to just you know me hero claudio and sarah um mm family yeah very very much like our our little family Mm -hmm. once again which is what you've just touched on still reading my notes i don't know how you're doing it uh, shane uh inspirations when transitioning into manager for uh kings of wrestling and the american walls so i went through this time frame of like so for i guess all right so i'm a huge (laughs) comic book nerd Okay. And as thus, uh, specifically X-Men and Batman. Okay. And I have very strong, like, I guess, bent towards continuity and things making sense. Mm-hmm. And having, like, connective tissue between everything. And so I, I try to maintain, at least internally, like, some connective tissue. So uh, I got hurt. Pierce was gone. Like, the same show. It was yeah. uh, the same show I fractured my shoulder was Pierce's last show. Um, because then he would end up taking over the booking a month later. Mm-hmm. Um, so I purposely stopped giving, like, I stopped dressing well, <laughs> where I started wearing, like, straight bum, like, dirty pants and, like, really, like dirty shirts and stopped, like, taking care of my hair and everything. And mm-hmm. we did a promo with me and Sweeney, where, like, Sweeney telling me to get my act together and me just kind of like moping about in promos and background and whatnot. And then, you know, slowly kind of like getting my stuff back together and getting, you know, just putting on nicer clothes, nicer shirts, stop wearing a like hat to the ring. And, and then uh, when Sweeney um, was no longer in ring of honor, uh, I felt like I, I, always, I guess I always felt like I was comparing myself to him, mm-hmm. um, even though I was entirely, you know, entirely different. Like, I, I, you know, I would have people telling me, "Oh, you need a gimmick." I'm like, "The gimmick is a manager." <laughs> like, oh, you know, at one point here, I have an idea of, like being a hype man, like a, a, a Don King. I'm like, that's not me. Like, I would be mm-hmm. doing it and it'd be very much me, like playing a part. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just went out there and I just did what felt right. 
Yeah. You know, it's like I evolved into now I'm wearing like the dress shirts and ties and now I have champions that I'm managing. So I'm, you know, trying to dress the part for that. Yeah. And just constantly being engaged uh, with what's go with what's what I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, I liked not knowing if I could, what was going on. Like knowing when I had things I had to do in the mm-hmm. match. Yeah. But I didn't like knowing so I could respond naturally to the other stuff. Yeah. You know, knowing like, okay, I have to do X before X, you know, is this. So mm-hmm. I'd be, I'd, when, when W happens, I know I need to be ready for X. And beyond that, and I just kind of respond to things naturally. And um, one of the biggest compliments I ever got from that was from, um, from Mike Bennett. Mike Kanellis, uh, yeah. For anybody who just knows him from TV, uh, telling me that it was a match between uh, Claudio and Christopher Daniels, mm-hmm. Plymouth maybe, and him telling me he spent the whole match watching me, um, and he was just entertained by me and how I was at ringside, and that was like one of the biggest comments I ever got because mm-hmm. like these two, like world traveled two of the best that have done it in my generation and you know he was watching me mm-hmm. and it's just, it was like I guess I'm doing something right and <laughs> uh, how I'm approaching this manager thing um, yeah and I always and I tried to present it diff- to, to take it differently too whether I was out there with the wolves or whether I was out there with the kings you know mm-hmm. like I said um the wool, the kings felt much more like the family. Yeah, and the wolves were my team that I managed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I don't know, and I, I, I didn't put a, I, I guess I didn't put a ton of thought necessarily into it, and just kind of responded in real time. Yes, yeah. I guess that's how I phrase it. Yeah, I responded in real time to, <laughs> to what I was doing as a manager. Yeah. Was there a, a favorite match uh, for Kings of Wrestling and American Wolves uh, separately? Um, well, I mean, my favorite match at all in the Kings of Wrestling was the one I was in. <laughs> so when <laughs> I got the final battle 2010 six man with me and the Kings against uh, the Briscoes and Papa Briscoe. Yeah. Um, I always had this desire when I started of all I want. It wasn't to go work WrestleMania. <laughs> it wasn't to go. I, I just had a desire to be part of a, a video package and a hype video. <laughs> so I achieved that dream with Final Battle 2010 and getting to be part of one of the three like, main matches for that mm-hmm. night. Um, yeah. Steen and Generico's unsanctioned fight without honor, the title match between uh, Roger Strong and. Davy Richards, and then our mm-hmm. six-man tag. Um, yeah. So that is, and then also being the first match um, that I'd had in you know, two years. Yeah. It was frustrating getting to for me because of how whatever how I was asked to do it. I was mm-hmm. asked to play the part of like the manager who doesn't know anything. <laughs> is what they're doing, and I'm like, uh. <laughs> Got like a five-year track record here of having matches. It's really, it's really hard to uh, pretend like I don't know what I'm doing. That yeah. I can't put on a basic headlock, but 
uh, way Cornette sold it to me was, uh, oh, my God, Shane, J.J. Dillon is one of the greatest damn workers I ever saw in my life, and you'd never know it if you watched him. I was like, all right, well, if J.J. Dillon can play dumb, then I guess I can figure that one out, too. <laughs> uh, all right. And uh, your favorite match or memory uh, working with the American Wolves? Um, the, the Davy and Eddie would go on to have several world title matches. And mm -hmm. um, that I was not a fan of how they got to the, those matches as far as the booking aspect, but the in-ring was good enough. Yeah. But their TV title match they had on HDNet, mm -hmm. uh, watched it back about a year ago, and it's... That's their best match, uh, more so than either of the any of the world title matches they had. And like I just I love watching that match between the two of them. Mm -hmm. uh, as as a tag team, all of their stuff with Steven Generico, their stuff with the Briscoes, and the same with the Kings, the Kings and the Briscoes, particularly the match from Death Before Dishonor uh, eight, I think mm -hmm. it is from Canada. Um, that match, uh, the first Wolves and Kings match was the second. The first Wolves and Kings <laughs> match. Um, the one then there's the one that I wish I was involved with, but I could, I wasn't. The only time that all four of them were on the same team was from the SoCal Showdown show, and I was not there. I didn't get to tra travel a lot uh, to the faraway places because somebody had to stay in the office and do work. Didn't mm. get to go to Japan. Didn't get to go to England for the UK shows. Somebody had to stay in the office and do work. So. I was more mad about the Japan shows because the one, my birthday, September 13th, and uh, one of the Japan shows was on my birthday, and I wanted to go so bad, and I did not get to go. Because okay. that's my, that is my biggest wrestling regret, is when I had the um, opportunity, the offer to go train at the Noah Dojo. I did not, um, I did not take the chance when it was offered to me in 2006. Oh, wow. uh, uh, equal part nerves, fear. Mm. Uh, yeah, worry, concern. Um, yeah, just I got in my own head about it, I guess you could say, and just mm. end up taking up uh, Ken Hariyama from from the No Offices and Runakata, um, yeah. who has passed on, and he was an awesome dude. Mm. Um, I didn't take them up on the offer when I got asked if I wanted to come over there. Oh, um, uh, but yeah, that that's I didn't get to go on any of those overseas trips because you fans out there had to get their merchandise. So when I was buying 20 ROH DVDs at the time, you were the one mailing them out? Um, I was one of them, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were always a small office. I think at our at our most, we one, two, three, four, five, six, like seven people in the office. Right. I think it was like the most of which, you know, one of, one of those seven, you know, I'm like including Gabe in that count. That's <laughs> um, so. Yeah, it was like you know one, two, and then Gaden, and then in the office of the that did the packing and the shipping and everything, there was at the most four of us. Yeah. You now, and at, at the end of the run of the original office, there was just me. <laughs> like the last, the last year, basically, of um, the original Bristol office still functioning, uh, 2013. 
It was just me. Last man standing. Yeah, it was. Yeah, there were two of us <laughs> left, but I was the one at that point who was, you know, doing the packing and shipping. Oh, uh, so uh, talking about American Walls and, and the Kings of Wrestling, did you have any creative input in the the feud between the two? No, because I was. It's, <laughs> I, I'm extremely disappointed now that went. Uh, I feel like there was so much more that could have been done with the two teams, um, you know, going head up with each other. But it just it wasn't in the cards at all. Mm. Uh, it was a shame because like during Eddie's world title run, it was a really good match with Hero. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was Revolution USA or Revolution Canada, um, but it was like that. One of them was a tag match with the Wolves, and the other one was the match against Hero. Um, but I think there's so much more that could have been done with that. But you know, we were. You know, once I was removed, because I always felt like I was the only thing keeping the wolves from being like full blown baby faces, because they were just getting straight baby face reactions. Yeah. Um, and I think the only, it, you know, we were headed in the direction of, you know, the, the, the Briscoes feud and continuing that. And Davey and Eddie were going off to do their own thing. And you never knew if Davey was going to be there. <laughs> he might decide to quit, become a paramedic or a fireman or a waiter or a, whatever else he was, you know, off doing. Um, mm-hmm. So it just, it just, it never, it never, it just did not sync up to do like a, a real program with the two teams, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we touched on this earlier. Any extra roles behind the scenes? I think you've probably covered that. You did everything. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, that <laughs> job, my my Facebook bio, they were yeah, they worked at. I was like, mine says like works at everything at Ring of Honor. <laughs> Formerly worked at everything at Ring of Honor. Yes, I, I I at some point did everything. I even I did tying. I was a bell the timekeeper, the bell ringer for one show. Of course, screwed up finish on that show. Uh, <laughs> That's not my fault. Okay, it was, my fault. It was the last um, stand. Yeah, but yeah, I did. I did. Uh, I did everything. Um, I wrote the content for the website. I basically wrote all. Right. I would say almost all the content for the website from when Pierce took over uh, until I got let go. So that was five years of writing the website content. Mm-hmm. I wrote. Uh, like once we started doing the comp DVDs again, um, the you know two three disc comp DVDs and everything, I was like any the the text that was on the DVDs was written by me. Uh, <laughs> pro programs were written by me uh, for the most part. There was some older stuff that was done by uh, Josh Tree Neiman and uh, Gabe's um, then you know, Rebecca Sapolsky did some of them, and there's a few other people who contributed like to the, these old full color programs. And then we started doing just like these black and white paper ones and that was you know written by me and formatted by alex payne and the you know, thing i never did that i can think of was uh, actual physical editing of shows and uh graphics work because i don't know how to use photoshop that was alex payne and eric santa maria would do the editing stuff in-house why wow. yeah it was I, I produced the promos for a lot of the like dvds and video wires i Almost all of those like sit down interviews, kind of that started with um, Nigel's career retrospective mm-hmm. that we did. Um, almost all the interviews from that point until 
2013. The last one I did was the Jimmy Jacobs and BJ Whitmer one. I think they ended up calling it a decade in the making. I called it Blood Brothers because um, <laughs> they took like they took like six months. They didn't release from when I filmed it to when they actually released it was like six months. Um, but yeah, like the Adam Adam Cole interview, Eddie Edwards interview, the Kevin Steen Hell Rising, uh, that infamous interview. Um, I've sh- shot within them when with some assistance sometimes from uh, some of the Sinclair people for lighting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like I, I produced, directed, <laughs> wrote the questions, like did all that. You know, one man banded that uh, a lot of the times. Um, I did a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable. We were, we were, and that's the thing. And it wasn't just me who, you know, not who. We were a small place. Everybody had to take on, almost everybody who worked there had to take on many, many hats mm-hmm. uh, to make things work. Yeah, that's that's why I say we were a very small operation. You know, as as I looked at it as a fan before I started working there, we were a small operation that looked bigger than we were. <laughs> We presented much like wrestlers. We present bigger than we are <laughs> as a company. Yeah. So favorite ROH match that made you proud to be an employee? Uh, uh, Brian Danison and Kenta Glory Banner Five Night Two New York City. Um, I would put that actually in my top five matches of all time, like cross company, um, like with without a doubt. Uh, Brian as from training with him to watching him in matches to watching his career path. Uh, Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan is, um, for my taste, mm-hmm. the the best wrestler that we have um, um, right now. He yeah. can do... I liken him to Eddie Guerrero. Mm-hmm. Um, he can do... Every aspect of professional wrestling, yep. whether, whether you look at it from the TV-driven, sports entertainment, acting, promo, backstage segment, to your indie wrestling, work rate, five-star match, um, yep. to just the comedy, every single aspect of pro wrestling, uh, you can check off that box for Brian Danielson. Uh, and that's the same way. Like I feel, that's why I like him to Eddie Guerrero because I look at Eddie Guerrero in the same way. Every single you can check, take off every single box you could possibly connect to any form of professional wrestling. Um, and so that, and then that match with Kenta, you know, it, it also plays into at that time frame is when we were training together. I was watching him go through his shoulder injuries and that the injuries he suffered around, you know, in August of that year, going into that match. And mm-hmm. I actually stood watching that match with Alex Shane uh, in the crowd because um, Alex Shane was visiting uh, the R was visiting at the time mm-hmm. uh, into the states, and uh, just like that match for me, that's still. Um, that is my favorite Ring of Honor match. It's one of my top five matches, I would say, of just wrestling. Period. Why? Uh, it just—it's such an emotional roller coaster, and like I said it's—it's it's the exact the style of wrestling that I get the most out of. Yeah, I think it's actually available for free on ROH's YouTube channel. I think they probably did as one of their Throwback Thursdays. Yeah. Yeah. 
So for anyone that wants to check out Shane Hagedorn's really uh, impressive recommendation, it's on the ROH website. Yeah. So yeah, uh, as we reach the one hour, 25 minute mark, <laughs> <laughs> which means this has got to be released in at least two parts. Um, yeah, we, we'll finish on your, your ROH podcast, I think. So um, yeah, how did the honorable mention uh, come to be? So my friend Jeff Schwartz, um, who was infamously known as JSWO on the old ROH message boards before uh, Kevin Steen blew them up um, and made them disappear. Uh, he, um, I've been friends with him for years. Uh, he was one of the first people who ever asked me to like come do an interview uh, years ago when he was helping out with like a radio station in Cleveland because he's from that area. Yeah. And he... Uh, almost just just a little over two years ago reached out to me and was like i had this idea of doing a ring of honor centric podcast in the the conrad mold um <laughs> is you know with the, in the vein of 83 weeks and you know something to wrestle and he's like I, you're the first person i thought of being able to do it because obviously like carrie silken wasn't going to do it he's still working for the company <laughs> It's <laughs> a passion, you know, and he, he, pretty much anybody else who would possibly be doing this is involved um, somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And uh, as somebody who was in there as you know, wrestler in office, you know, it said I'd, you had a unique perspective on all of this, and would you be interested? And I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Why not? And uh, here we are, two years later, we just finished recording our hundredth some episode um, where we do some content for uh, patreon patreon.com backslash an honorable pod like watch alongs and it's you know doing like watching back over the hd net stuff and uh just um been doing that now for for two years and it's really fun and it's fulfilling and in some ways cathartic to go back through some of the stuff like the episode we did uh, where i talked in extreme detail about about uh, no, no, my uh, my future endeavoring from the company. Um, uh, it's it's been therapeutic as well as a fun trip through through memory lane and through my career and uh, what I experienced, and then you know going off in other topics like you know covering my time in Chikara or he keeps wanting to talk about my time doing Full Impact Pro, but then whatever. <laughs> uh, and I mean, it's getting a little tougher now to squeeze it in there because now I travel every week with uh, AEW, um, working with merchandise stuff for their live events and writing content for their website. Um, but you know, I'm still going to keep doing it as long as uh, as long as uh, I can make it fit into the schedule. <laughs> but yeah, so it drops every Tuesday. Uh, lately, it's been pretty consistently up when I it's it gets posted super early in the morning. Um, every Tuesday morning on pretty much all of your podcast providers. So, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, um, and and that's where we can kind of end the interview. Really, um, yeah, uh, we we kind of reached out to to ROH wrestlers and alumni, and and Shane was one of the first to respond. And all I have to say is uh, thank you very much for your patience with uh, some of the messages I was sending you a little bit off and. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, coming through and, and giving me uh, just under an hour and a half of your time with 15 minutes before you actually have to leave. So <laughs> we, we managed to do that right. And uh, yeah, fantastic interview, Shane. Really appreciate oh, thank it. Thank you. So thank you so much. It's a pleasure. I, I, it's it's always fun to kind of uh, to, to go back and and look on the stuff, you know, especially with some some distance from it. You know, I can look back on a lot of it a much more uh, in, a, in a better headspace than if I had done this interview, say, like five years ago. <laughs> so <laughs> it's much easier to look back and have a have fun with it and look at just and look at the bad, the good stuff and the best parts of it and yeah. uh, share that with with people. Um, mm -hmm. That's the one thing I like <clears throat> right now. I know they're saying it's it will become available right now. So much of that history of Ring of Honor is lost. Um, yeah. Just because Sinclair has not made it available, mm -hmm. uh, it's the That's one true. thing I really hope um, changes over the next year is that the 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 rich history of the company becomes more available. And well, they the, said we'll on just we'll just Sorry. create our own history. Oh, uh, we, we'll just create our own history was a line thrown at me when they first took over in 2011. Um, I, this is something that to this day I still hope changes because there's so much rich history in that company. Um, that fans like they deserve to see, and they it's 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 something good um, from the larger wrestling scope too. Just the impact the company had on the face of the wrestling landscape. Most of what the people you watch on the big, like the bigger stages, a lot of them came through Ring of Honor, whether it be a little a little time time spent there, or you know a decade spent there. In the instance yep. of like a Roger Strong, for example, mm -hmm. um, it's uh, it's. Hopefully, it will become more more available. Uh, that history, in in terms of that, uh, Shane. <clears throat> last night on Free Enterprise, uh, Joe Coff said that they're going to be putting up the uh, the back catalog, and during the intermission, they showed a match between Jay Briscoe and Mark Briscoe from uh, Honor Invades Boston. Oh, nice. So maybe, so oh. maybe they're uh, making. Oh. You know, Ho hopefully they stick that. to that promise. There are there are there are people that I you know that I still talk to there occasionally who I, who I do know that that is important to them. Yeah, uh, a joke off. It's just whatever's gonna make the company some money. Um, but there are people <laughs> who actually care about the history, and they want to keep it alive and they fight for it. Yeah. Um, so that's those are the people that I hopefully their voices are are loud enough to to make it happen. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you would like to plug before we finish? No, no, that's it. I'm just, you know, just okay. happy with that. Well, if you want to, if you want to <laughs> give me a, give me a follow. I'm on Twitter at Hagedorn Shane. My Facebook's, uh, you know, Facebook.com Shane Hagedorn, I think, or Hagedorn Shane. I forget. <laughs> uh, but I know my Twitter is Hagedorn Shane. So yeah, uh, that, that's how this interview comes to be, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. So, so uh, yeah, you can see me talk about comic books and and wrestling and. All the good stuff. Random pictures of wrestling t-shirts, like the one I'm wearing now for Joe Gacy. Uh, it's my boy. Oh, boy. Uh, but um, that's it, man. And I greatly appreciate this chance to just to talk about about the wrestlings. Yeah, uh, like I said, it's worth repeating. Though. Um, Shane's the the first interview we've we've got, and we've got a lot lined up, which is probably the reason why we're going to carry on our review because. Uh, we done those interviews to go to waste. Uh, took time out of his schedule earlier than expected because I don't know time difference, <laughs> and uh, has given me just over an hour and a half of his time. And yeah, we really appreciate it, Shane.
Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you.